Welcome back to the REI Marketing Weekly. It's your host, Josh Culler with Color Media and REI.video. And I am super pumped to have a special guest on the show, Gavin Timms out of Savannah, Georgia, but he is a he, he's a resident of the world, right? So like Gavin is known as, uh, he's, I think you said you have an RB and you travel and you do deals while you're traveling too, man. So I'm excited to uh, have you on the show. I don't know you extremely well, but we've gone back and forth. Uh, through Facebook Messenger before, and obviously we're friends on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, and you do work with one of my good pals and one of my clients, Joe McCall. So uh, you you got a good in right there. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. You do a lot of virtual deals. And what we're going to be primarily talking about today is cold calling and what you're doing with that. I know that you know, cold calling something that a lot of people are talking about right now, but I know that Gavin has specific strategies that are kind of different from what everybody else is doing. So I'm excited to dive into that, but Gavin, it's good to have you on the show, man. Yeah, Josh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. Absolutely. So um, this is actually going to be for me as well, but for the people that don't know who you are, uh, don't aren't, aren't aware with what you got going on. I know you got a coaching program now that you got going on, and then you also have a podcast that's pretty fresh. And so we want to make sure we got people that push to that. Uh, so just give me a little bit of the rundown, who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing that, uh, and then what you got going on right now, and just kind of the origin story of who you are and how, who you become. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep this uh, brief and to the point. Um, so obviously, you can tell probably from the accent that I'm not from the United States. And, uh, you know, I just it was funny, I just let Josh have a little guess there. And uh, yeah, he actually went further, further away was, than the United man, States. I, I, <laughs> I was gonna say Florida, but no, 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 I, you I went been closer. From- opposite i would have been closer because i went complete opposite of the planet so yeah no so i'm from england um and uh i used to be a golf professional that's what i did growing up so from the uk i lived in england um as a golf pga golf professional so i used to do a lot of coaching i came out to the united states uh to, to do golf years ago um and then i met my wife now we've been married seven, eight years, something like that. Been in the States for, you know, nine, 10 years um, and got into real estate probably about six, seven years ago now. I mean, time's ticking so fast. It's, it's probably around around that around that time. Um, but completely fell, fell uh, by chance. You know, didn't have a real estate background, know nothing about it. I actually wanted to find something uh, that I could work from a phone or laptop. So obviously with what's going on in the world right now, uh, virtual is huge, right? Every because we're being forced to do it, but it's the only model that I've always had. That's what I know. And, and I'm very big and it sounds so cheesy when I use these words about a lifestyle business, but coming from the UK and having family there, all your family there, it was very important to me that, that I can't take a job in the United States with five days vacation a year. I just, I just couldn't do it. Right. So I was in golf, came across real estate, got in and uh, started to go virtual, you know, from, from there really when I got, when I got in and then leading into that, I've uh, been in now education, you know, as the co- is, is in coaching for about five years um, and then set up uh, another company called REI Network. Uh, that's the education side. And then Prime Home Buyers is my real estate um, side. So that's what I do now. Started a podcast, YouTube channel. And um, yeah, just trying to crank it out just like you. So uh, that's where I'm at. 
Absolutely. And we'll have uh, Gavin have a chance to kind of drop the the information about the podcast and the stuff that he's got going on um, right towards the end of the show. So everything that we talk about, guys, is going to be linked in the description below. So make sure you do check that out. Uh, so let's talk about the cold calling that you're doing. We've got a few minutes to talk about this. I know, again, cold calling is something that uh, so many people are doing across the United States, no matter what market you're in. It's very saturated. Uh, it's yep. very hard to get any traction with it nowadays. So I'm curious, what are some of the things that you're doing like what are uh one of some of the strategies the tactics is it are you heavily focused on building rapport or are you just making offers like what does all that look like what does the process look like with the cold calling you're doing yeah so uh, that's that's a great question and and i'm going to try and keep this to cold calling but i'm going to mention something else that's probably more sure. important uh, to sure. everyone that leads into into marketing which i'm going to touch on um so i work multiple markets okay all virtual so i have birmingham alabama uh we do some stuff in florida georgia and maui hawaii okay um and i believe that cold calling is our lead uh our number one a lead generation tool um, but it's all about the process when the leads come in so you're exactly right who isn't cold calling who isn't texting who isn't doing direct mail and now facebook and ppc i think everyone's kind of doing everything and especially you know why cold calling it's a it's a proactive marketing right so there's reactive and there's proactive right i prefer proactive marketing because i can control how many leads i get on a day-to-day -day basis Okay. Um, so that's one reason that I like it. And I believe that if you're talking to people and interacting, okay, then you, you're moving forward. So what we do is we're looking for people that have problems that have properties. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where most people just look at the property, the property, the property. It doesn't matter if you see even driving for dollars, which is a great list. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter if there's the roofs hanging off. If the seller doesn't want to sell. He's not going to sell. Does that make sense? So time out. Um, I want you, I want you to restate exactly what you said. If you could do it word for word. So you're marketing to people that have that have problems, that have correct. properties. Correct. So yes. That's so huge. I'm looking to in in yeah, interact with people where there's people, there's problems, right? Where there's problems, there's properties. Love and it. that's the way I look at it. Okay. It. So you know, it's like well, what list? There's no such thing as niche lists anymore right? Really? You know, I mean, obviously I really like absentee uh, because obviously they're less attached to the property rather than owner occupied, but in the absentee, you bring more into that bracket. But if you work on that, you are going to find deals down the line, right? And, and with the way that we market, then I have VAs, cold callers, Philippines, five bucks an hour. Um, and the good thing is when I'm in multiple markets is that I'm all about making sure that we're consistent on a day-to-day -day basis. But if one team on the ground gets overwhelmed with leads, I will then kind of turn that marketing down and give somebody else. So I can direct my VAs. They all work all markets. Okay. So if I need an influx of leads in Bama, I might put four of them on Alabama, right? And get that drive in and then just leave a couple just dripping leads in the other markets or vice versa. So, so how often are you keeping a pulse on that? How often are you kind of making those changes? Is that day to day or is that week to week? Like, what does that look like? Um, good question. And it varies. Um, normally what happens is, is that if we don't get leads on a day, right. And then we don't get them on the second day, I need to make changes. Right. So maybe it's the list. I need a new list. We try and keep on top of that, but that's when I have to change it. The other little gold thing that I will tell people as well, um, especially if they're new 
is that I use VAs at multiple times through the day. So the VAs stay in position and I rotate the list through the time zones, okay? So if I, let's say you're going off to your nine till five, Josh, every day, that's what you do, all right? Then, and I'm calling between nine and 12 every day, you might have a problem, but we can't connect, right? Because you're at the hospital or whatever job you do, you can't answer your phone. So we will then rotate that list and we'll put it on, let's say, four till seven and we'll catch capture you you know between the six seven eight o'clock hours right so by rotating your lists at different times of the day could actually inject more leads even though you think that you've been through it multiple times makes sense yeah absolutely that makes sense so then so then what are you doing in terms of like the 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 actual um when a cold caller gets on the phone let's say they get on the phone with a cold lead what are the things that are coming out of their mouth? What are they saying? Like, how are they building that rapport in order to get to the problems, get to the people, then the problems, and then the property last? Because it's easy for a cold caller to make, you know, 50 calls in a day and just go straight to the property, but, and, and talk about the property, talk about price, but you're taking an extra step. You're putting another bridge in there. So how are you approaching that? Yeah. So what we do is um, I don't force uh, the situation of like one offer. So a lot of people that have got scripts out there and I can give a script away at the end of, what, of one that we use, but I'm not big on like, you know, cash offer close in seven days because I think you're limited. We do do creative deals as well, right? So for a lead for me is that if they're interested in selling, all right, or interested in an offer, we want to talk with them. I don't want someone in the Philippines to determine a motivation level. If there is some, because in the first conversation, the seller's not just going to pull the heart out, right? Unless they're right. really super motivated. They're going to want too much money. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they want? So when a lead comes in and they're asking too much, not interested, we need to get on his acquisition and then go deeper into that lead. So on the things that we look for is kind of four things that the VA tries to capture, okay? Which is a motivation situation. So find out what's going on with the seller, find out a bit about them, right, is number one. Number two is the price. What do they want for the property, okay? Number three is the timeline. How quickly do they want something to happen? And number four is the condition, okay? Mm -hmm. So what we do is we have a, a script that will go and, and uh, we have two types uh, of starts with the script, depending on um, how good the VA is and how new they are. Sure. I actually teach the VAs to actually get away from the script, keep the concept of the script, but make it more conversational. Okay, so I don't want them reading like duh, 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 duh. when they're new, that's fine, but I need them just to interact and be able to have a conversation. Be that's a human being, want. yeah, correct, uh, not yeah. a robot, right? Absolutely. And I'm not big on scripts anyway, but let's not get into that. So yeah. when they come in, they might say, Hey, Josh, how you doing? Right? When they answer the phone, you're going to go, Hey, so I'm not going to say, Hey, I'm looking to speak with Josh because you already know now. Mm, I'm going to put the phone down. So they oh, try sure. and expect it to be Josh, even though it might not be and say, well, this isn't Josh. Oh, is Josh available? I don't know who Josh is. Oh, okay. Sorry. I must've got the wrong number. Um, but while I've got you on, I'm actually interested in buying a property in your area. Have you got anything you want to sell? So we'll try and get a lead out of it. No matter if, it, even if it's the wrong person, does that make sense? That's interesting. So I've never heard of that before. So somebody that you're, you're automatically hop on the phone and you just say, mm -hmm. 
hi, Josh, how are you doing? Like you're already addressing them, acting like that is that person that you're talking to. Yeah. I feel like I feel like if somebody did that, you know, because I get calls from and I don't even answer a call anymore unless the, the contacts in my in my phone. Yeah. Um, but if a number calls and, and they want to talk to me, they got to leave a voicemail. Um, but in the past, if I answered the phone and somebody said, hi, is Josh available? I automatically know this is a telemarketer, right? Exactly. So I think that's something interesting that I've never heard anybody doing, or if they are doing it, they've not talked about it. Um, so I think that little yeah. trick can automatically start the conversation off well, which is, you know, and, and, and what you're doing and what you're talking to them about, that's a good starting point, I think. So, yeah, absolutely. You got about the first five, 10 seconds are the most important in a cold yes. call. Because if you can't engage within the first five or 10 seconds, they're done. They're off. Yeah. So, and even if we get that name wrong and we feel, well, is Josh available? Who is Josh? I don't know. You've got the wrong number. Oh, okay. Well, while they're on, just throw it out. We're looking to buy a property in the area. Got anything you want to sell? Well, actually, yeah, I do have this one. And now we're just rolling with it, right? Yeah. But let's say that Josh is on the phone. Then we're going to say, you know, lead on with that script about, hey, sorry to bother you. We're looking to buy a property in the neighborhood uh, and wanted to see if you consider selling. I believe you own, you know, one, two, three Main Street. Oh, yeah, I do own that. And then they will start to then lead in. Would you mind, you know, would you consider selling it? Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And then they'll start engaging, right? Very interesting. Um, so that's that's kind of how, how we, you know, do that side of the cold calling. And here's another little act for you, just while it's come to my head, is that, when you get all the no's, this is what's this is a follow-up business, right? When we're talking wholesaling, we're talking follow-up, right? These are cold leads. Um, we're not expecting on for average for our markets, it depends three to four months on average per close, sometimes six months if it's a high-end market, right? That doesn't mean we don't close fast, but I'm just talking averages. Okay. Sure. So what we have is that I want a lead coming in that's interested in selling, it's interested uh, in an offer, and we gather information for then acquisition, the sell for the investor to get on the phone with, okay? And then they will go deeper with the rapport, and then we will work the follow-up within the system. Now, everyone else, you create, again, if you're using a dialer, you're going to be creating uh, a list within inside the dialer where they didn't want to sell. Okay, so I call you, Josh, and you say, oh, I do own one, two, three. I'm not interested in selling. It's like, okay, no problem, Josh, thanks. Now, I'm not going to take you on, put you on the DNC because we had a nice conversation. Sure, right? you, yeah. to me. you say, I don't want to sell. Okay, no problem. So we tag that then as a, um, they're not interested, right? So they're not, they don't want to sell. Well, here's the good bit. What we do is that that category of all the no's, after three months, we call all the no's back from oldest first and that is one of our best performing lists Hmm. okay and it just goes to show not only do we follow up for the leads that we're interested in offering selling but now we're creating new leads off the ones that originally said no months down the line interesting that's really interesting best performing lists so it's not just niche list it's your it's your follow-up list (laughs) follow-up list before it gets to the crm yeah, that's Absolutely. interesting. That's pretty cool. And I think I agree. I think that and, and I also believe that follow up is inside of marketing. It's not necessarily inside of sales. I think there's elements to, um, you know, follow up within the sales process, but ultimately follow up, no matter if it's calling, if it's texting, if it's hitting with a Facebook ad, that follow up is still inside of the marketing silo. Uh, so like, at what point are you taking the 
you know, the leads. And then when they actually turn into somebody that's a serious seller, are you moving that to like an acquisitions agent? Are you taking those calls now to close the deal? How does that process work? Okay. So um, absolutely. So once it's a deal, or, sorry, once it's a lead, okay. Mm-hmm. Meaning they're interested in selling, interested in offering, whatever, regardless, it comes in. Now the VA, the cold calling is now done. They will not follow up on them leads. It's now into the CRM. So it leaves the dialer, goes into the CRM. Okay. Now that would then be acquisition. I have different setup. It isn't me. It used to be me in that seat. So anyone listening that's kind of on their own, that would be now where you get in. So if you've got an acquisition yourself, you pick up the phone and then what we do is because when we leave that conversation, you might say, okay, Gavin's going to get back with you, you know, with an offer, right? That might be the handover. We're going to look at it, do some research, we're going to get back with an offer. So what we do is when then let's say it's me getting back on the phone, I'm not actually got an offer prepared. I've done absolutely nothing. I want to get them back on the phone. Now I know they're interested and I'm going to go deeper with them. So to get over that objection, it would be, let's say you're my VA. Um, when we call back and we, and I'd say something like, um, you know, Hey Gary, uh, you spoke to Josh yesterday about one, two, three main street. Do you have a minute? Oh yeah. I spoke to him. Okay. Well, look, I got some great information on the property here, but I do have a, a couple more questions. That's going to best help uh, for me to position an offer for you. Uh, anyway, how are you doing? And now I'm just going to go conversational and start chatting. Yeah. Right build the rapport, find out, and I'm going to be able to go deeper than the VA can. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So the VA is kind of that initial like feel of, is this person even serious right now to be able to sell? And then once they've determined, they made that determination, now you're taking it to the next level, which is now building the rapport, making the offer, and then starting the process of the closing. And yeah, all the follow-up. 99% Yes. 99% is the follow-up, right? Yes. It goes into that before we get that closing. And we will. We will close fast, but I'm not going to sit here and, and make out that we're just closing deals on the first phone call. Of course yeah. not, right? But the process begins then. And once you've got everything in your CRM, you've got to be brilliant. I say you've got to be brilliant at the basic four things in business, in real estate, regardless of strategy. Number one is marketing to get leads in. That's what we're talking about here. Then leads come in. Then there's... Three other things are the foundation of the business, which is talking to the seller, making the offer and following up. And then you follow up and you continue to follow up until they say yes. And that's it. And if any business can get the four fundamentals down, you'll always do deals. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you, that you brought that up too. Cause I think I've always thought that, you know, I've been a part of a massive wholesaling company and uh, as a marketing director and 90% of a wholesaling business is marketing because you're marketing to get the deal. And then you're marketing to, uh, you know, offload the deal, the exit strategy dispositions, whether that's selling it to a cash buyer or, um, you know, whatever you're going to do with the deal. Like if you're a wholesaler, marketing is the one thing that you have to master. There's no question about it. Um, yeah. And so like, I think that, you know, all this stuff that you've mentioned is absolutely incredible. And it's, it's a different way to approach cold calling. And even the, the little, little tweaks, even just the, the thing that you mentioned about saying their name from the start, acting like it is that person that you're talking to right away. I think those little tweaks could give you that edge that you need just to be able to stand out from the, the cold callers that are in your market, no matter what you're doing. So, um, yeah. man, this has been awesome stuff. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I want to give you one last opportunity. Is there anything else in marketing that you're doing that you could drop a quick nugget on? Maybe it is something, uh, to do with cold calling, but anything else inside of your business that you're doing with marketing that you could drop a quick nugget on. 
Yeah, I mean, we do, um, obviously we do texting as well. Um, so what we've done is recently, um, the, the sequence used to be that we'd cold call anyone we didn't get, we'd then uh, text and then anyone we didn't get, we'd send direct mail. That was the sequence, right? Because direct mail is the most cost, um, you know, out of them three. Um, so what we do is now actually we run cold calling and texting together against each other. And then anything that we don't get, we then send direct mail. So if I have a list of 5,000, if we can qualify, you know, let's say we can't get over 1500 of them, we can't talk with, then the 1500 is what we send direct mail to again, to keep that budget down. Right. And, and a lot of people will say, well, why don't you just send it to the 5,000? You're just eating profit. Right. I try and run a profitable business. So it isn't a matter of, I think with marketing, of course, it'd be easy just to say, I'm just going to do everything, but are you making money? I don't want to spend 20 to make 20. I want to spend two to make 20. Right. And so on. And, um, and again, that's where the follow up. So they're the other things that we do um, in the marketing um, is exactly that. And then make sure that we're hitting them when they're in the CRM that then we've got, we're touching them. Uh, and it's still kind of marketing because we've got, you know, autoresponders for cold leads with texts going out, just little contact points that we use as well. Absolutely. That's huge. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that that is something that people don't take advantage of enough is to maximize the list that you have. The, the, you paid a lot of money for the list or maybe you yeah. didn't, but you paid money for the list and then yeah. seeing the ROI uh, by amplifying the message, the reach that you're getting to one contact through multiple sources. I think that's, that's efficient. It's going to make it profitable for you and make you see more ROI on top of what you've yeah. done already. And, and what's amazing about, and you'll know more than anyone on this, but what's amazing about marketing is that the way that you speak to people, everyone is different, right? You have yes. just said that you won't answer your phone when I call because you don't know the number, but if someone texts you, we might get a response, Right. And then maybe no one will respond to any of them, but they'll call you off a postcard. So you have to look at every list and the personalities within that list are going to communicate with you on a different way. That's the beauty of marketing. Yes. And, and you, I mean, where I think, you know, what I see of you on the social media side, right? We haven't even touched on that, but if you're going to do social media, it's consistency. So if people are going to do social media, you can't just do it for a week and expect results. You've got to be in front of people constantly doing videos, closing deals, whatever it is. I mean, that's a niche again. That's kind of your beast yes. uh, from what I see. So we don't do that on the real estate, on the education side. Yes, but not on the, on the real estate, but a lot of people do. I know a lot of people in the marketplace that utilize social media, but you have to be consistent. Absolutely. And maybe we could talk about that offline, but I think yeah. as a real estate business, one of the things, it, and it's not just social media, I think it's just content as a whole. Um, you know, like if you're going to do social media posts, those posts can also be repurposed for your Google, my business page, for your website, for, you know, what an email campaign that you're going to send out to your list and whatever it is. But um, I, I think that that is something that, you know, people can capitalize on as well as social media, because a lot of real estate investors, their businesses, they're not doing it and they're not doing it. If they are doing it, they're not doing it well. They're not doing it the right way. Right. So yeah. it's the same for your education business. It's the same as all you're doing is answering the questions that your target audience has about your products, your service, or your industry. That's, that's all it is. The principles stay the same. So um, if you're doing social media stuff for your full real estate business, for the active real estate business, all you're doing is answering questions that a target, um, you know, a seller or a motivated seller might have about what you got going on. So, um, you know, maybe that's something we could talk about offline, but anyway, uh, just what you, you brought that up. So I had to capitalize on top of that, but anyway, so thank yeah. you so much 
for being on, man. This has been awesome. Uh, so much value, so many incredible things that you've dropped here. I do want to give you the opportunity to be able to allow people to reach out to you and connect, maybe learn more about what you got going on as well, especially for the coaching program and whatnot. Um, yeah. So you want to mention the podcast, what you talk about there, how people can find it, and maybe you have a website or a way to connect with you better. Um, just go ahead and drop that for us. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, so um, the podcast is REI Network, REI Network with Gavin Timms, the same as the YouTube as well. So uh, make sure you uh, you know follow me on there. Um, and if you do are interested in that script, you can go to reinetwork.com slash downloads, reinetwork.com slash downloads. You'll get the script, a couple of other bits there uh, for free. And uh, yeah, if you need me, you can email directly to support at reinetwork.com and we'll get anything that anyone needs. So I appreciate Perfect. it. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Well, guys, we'll have all of that linked in the description below. So make sure you do check that out. Connect with Gavin. You can already tell he's an awesome dude and uh, has just so much to share. So Gavin, man, I appreciate yeah. you being on the show. I look forward to having you back again soon. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. If you haven't already, make sure you have subscribed to the show. If you are an Apple podcast, do me a huge favor. Right now is the time to head back to the homepage of this show. Leave a five-star review with your feedback. I would much appreciate that. And then if you haven't already, guys, the REI Marketing Book it is uh, by the time that this episode goes out, I'm already going to have the proofs in my hand. I don't have it right now because we're recording uh, in early January, but uh, you can actually go ahead and pre-order or if you're listening to this when the book is already launched, you can get the book. It is uh, reimarketingbook.com is where you can go get that. And it is a free plus shipping offer. Yes, I am putting you in my funnel. It's a marketing tactic, but guys, it's still an absurd amount of value and nuggets that are in there from some of the top real estate investors in the world. Uh, that are dropping nuggets about how they're running their marketing in their business. So again, that's reimarketingbook.com. All you got to do is pay, I think it's $4.97 for the shipping and then you get the book for free, but it's about 200 pages. So it's not like it's a little booklet, guys. This is an actual book. It's a paperback book that you're going to get. So make sure you do take advantage of that. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next one. See you later.